You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation may feature spoilers on the entertainment that we are about to talk about. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. (laughs) This is our first episode of 2023, and we're bringing to you a new format. Um, So we're bringing those two worlds together, which will feature both pop and theater in all of our episodes going forward. So we're super excited about this new format, right? Yeah, this is going to be great. (laughs) You get a little bit of everything in every episode. And, you know, some days we may start with Broadway and other days we may start with pop music, but you're going to get it all. So what are we starting with today? Today we're going to start with Broadway on a little bit of a somber note because we have lots of shows to talk about that are closing or closed. Um, But that's okay because there are 16 new shows coming between January and April. So And three, at least three, coming after April already announced in May, June, and July for next Tony season. So things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we're talking about three shows that we saw that we didn't get a chance to talk about in December. So we're doing recaps on these three shows, um, all of which have closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about Ain't No Mo, who was written by Jordan E. Cooper, Iowa State Murders, and Almost Famous. Um, we saw all these a few weeks back. Um, they have all since closed on Broadway, but I thought we'd spend a few minutes talking about it here um, and giving our thoughts on it as we move through this Tony Award season uh, of 2022 into 2023. Um, so let's start first with Ain't No Mo. We okay. saw this actually probably two months ago now. Maybe it was like late November, actually. Yeah. Um, what were your overall thoughts on this? I, you know, I really liked this piece. I thought that this had a lot of great moments throughout the show. And I thought that it also had a really cool and creative concept. You know, I was kind of shocked and sad to hear that they were announced such a early closing from what they were supposed to. I know it was a limited run anyway, but still they only had about one week open, I think after previews. Right. So, and got a lot of buzz too around this, but in terms of the overall show, I just thought that there was a lot of good material in the show. Was it executed? Perfect. Probably not to 100, but you know, and there was definitely things that they could have improved, but I really did. I appreciated the piece. Yeah, I thought it was it was one of the youngest playwrights in Broadway history, Jordan E. Cooper. Um, I thought that it was 
um, groundbreaking in a way. It was really, um, really pushed boundaries. And I think it really did some great um, stuff there. I, I wouldn't say it's the best thing I ever saw. I thought it was a little clunky. I thought the direction of it was a little stiff at times. I don't, I don't know if it was quite done or ready. Yeah. Um, and I know it had an out of, out of an off Broadway run before it came to Broadway, but it was definitely really, it made you think it really opened your eyes to situations and was really smartly written in the vignettes. I just didn't think that as a whole, the whole piece worked very well. The vignettes seemed to work well within their 10 minute slots, but there was something about the, the whole piece as a whole in the structure of it that didn't really quite work for me as well, but I thought it was very entertaining and really eye-opening, and I thought it was important to be on Broadway. Hopefully, Jordan E. Cooper writes some more things, and we see some more from him, because I think he has got a great voice, and I think that's important. And there's him behind me, because if you're watching our video, uh, we've we, obviously, there's a podcast, but we a video component. We have some photos behind me. So there's Jordan, who was in the show, who we did not see. Yes. We saw the understudy, but the understudy was wonderful as well. Yeah, and all of the acting on yeah. that stage. I yeah. thought there was a lot of great acting moments yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're moving on to Ohio State Murders. This just recently closed. This is Audra McDonald um, in this, and I believe it was um, Adrian Kennedy making her, uh, I hope I'm saying that correctly, making her playwright debut at 91. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the youngest? The youngest playwright with Jordan Eagle, the older one of the oldest playwrights, all both making their Broadway debuts in the same season, which is really, really cool. Um, what were your thoughts on Ohio State Murders? Ohio State Murders, I, you know, that piece was interesting because it's definitely like the Audra McDonald show and bravo to her. She's great and I feel like everything we see her in. But this show was good. I just... It was a little bit confusing to me at times. Uh, sometimes I didn't know. It, it kind of took a little bit of time to get into as a show because I had to realize, you know, is she reading back to us what is happening um, from the story that she wrote? And I, you know, I thought there was moments on in this show as well, but it wasn't something that was completely groundbreaking to me. I don't know. I like the, the I, I like the story. I liked hearing the story evolve. I thought it was a little bit of the Audrey McDonald show. Like, it was really just all about her. Um, and the other characters didn't really stand strong enough compared to her for me. Um, it was nice. It was important to bring to the stage. I wasn't, I just wasn't obsessed with it. But I'm always obsessed with anything Audrey McDonald does. So I think she's just great. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish it sold. It didn't seem to do well. Ticket sales It's closing about a month earlier than it was originally supposed to. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Audrey's got something up her sleeve next. Um, and <laughs> uh, the play was important. It was important to tell that woman's story for writing so many plays or just to have this playwright story told on Broadway and to prove with these two shows that you can be in your 20s or in your 90s making your Broadway debut um, really just proves that Which is anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And to be able to live to see that day right. too as well. And I kind of feel like there's a common theme that I want to get to once we talk about the last show here that I think all of these shows kind of have. And I wonder if that's kind of like a reasoning why they're not staying open longer but mm. well I, th- I feel like we'll get there <laughs> yeah yeah um and the third show we're going to be discussing today is almost famous this played a short run on broadway as well it just recently closed in early january based on the hit film from the early to that late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. um which i've actually never seen the film so i 
usually always see the film before I see the show, and I did not this time around, and I actually did that kind of on purpose, because I was going to just try to look at this from a different lens of, you have seen the film, and I have not. Um, Which it was probably good that you didn't see the film. I guess so, yeah. I, I get the, I've seen, like, bits and pieces, so I kind of understand what the point of it was, and the plot was obviously the same in both. But what were your thoughts on this being on Broadway? Okay, so my big thought on this was kind of like, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to go in loving this musical, and I hate sometimes wanting that so much because sometimes I think I set myself up to fail, and I say, oh, this could have been so much better, or oh, why did they do that? And that's kind of what I kept thinking the whole time. Um, it kind of maybe just say, oh, maybe I should go back home and watch the movie to see if the movie even mm-hmm. still lives up to what it did for me in the um, first time I saw it. You know, I'm a huge music industry guy and I love the idea of, um, I love the idea of the music industry being portrayed on stage. Yeah. And also just writing. So like being a groupie and uh, what this show is all about, you know, Mm. he's going and he's going around to watch all of these things and all of these bands and write about it, et cetera. So, you know, and I just didn't feel like that really translated to the stage. Yeah, it was fine. I don't know if it was needed. I hate to say that about a show when it comes to Broadway because I feel like there's always a need to tell a story. Um, I just thought it was kind of tourist trappy. It was, some songs were famous songs and then some were original. Sometimes I don't really like that. I kind of like when you're seeing a fully original show or a fully jukebox show. So to kind of see like a mix of both, I guess so. I guess there's nothing wrong with hybriding that. Um, it was fine. It was really empty. Um, I was scary to see that the week of the holidays, like really empty. Um, it just maybe wasn't its time. It wasn't, I, once again, I hate to say, was it needed? I just don't know why we needed this. Sometimes I look at shows that come and I'm like, wow, this was great. I've learned something new. What a great story. And then I looked at this and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, this was okay. It was just fine. There was a few good moments, but overall. (laughs) Well, it had the potential to be a show that's a coming of age tale, Mm -hmm. but so much of what's happened in the music industry now has changed over the years. And a lot of this, like for someone who's younger, probably doesn't really understand it. Mm. And for someone who's older is kind of just looking at this and like, "Mm, you know, it's the same story. We've heard it the exact same way. And they're just like putting music to it, but kind of the same music that was already in the film. So I don't know if they really added anything to the piece to really make it something mm, cohesive and entertaining. Yeah, I, and it's, I know this was a different time, but it's, and I'm sure this actually really happened. And I guess was, is this the 70s, 60s, yeah. 70s? But it's hard for me to believe that people would just like leave high school and like run away from their house and their mom was like, okay, call me. And then like, oh, they're supposed to graduate and they didn't show up and he hasn't called me and like just running to follow a band. To me, that is like so like what? But I'm sure it happened. I know it happened. I just like have a very happened. hard time believing it. And especially when it's told in like a cheesy musical theater way and it's like the worried mom with like, oh, I'm just kind of getting a little sick and tired of like mom and dad songs being not good on Broadway in like the last 10 years. Like, oh, you're a mom and you're worried. Oh, you're a dad and you're worried. So let's write a song about it. That's like very filler. I don't know. I'm just kind of getting 
like well it goes back to one of the things that we talked about a lot on here and is it the checklist musical yeah and did this check a lot of boxes yeah in saying oh we're gonna make a musical and Mm -hmm. let's make sure that it has an ensemble that's doing a dance once and there's great lighting um at there's a mom song and it's just like some of those things i don't know weren't really necessary actually one big thing that i did want to point out in this musical was like it's such an big distinct scene in the film was when he is losing his virginity and they do this on the stage almost identical to how it's done in the movie and i just feel like it was like a lost opportunity sometimes we talk about this where it's like film to stage and such iconic scenes being so underwhelming Mm. when it goes to the stage when you have all of this opportunity to come up with something new Mm -hmm. and say like oh you know um maybe this is going to be the same kind of scene where he's gonna lose his virginity and then but we're not throwing it in your face we're not just putting them all in a bed and that's what's happening you know maybe he's going through this euphoric moment on stage and it's flower power everywhere and it's just no no it just felt underwhelming to me yeah the whole piece kind of at times did and it was yeah. not and yeah it was just i don't know it was just mixed for me i guess for yeah now. but three of these shows are now closed so if you have not seen them they may you will not be able to see them. But hopefully if you did, you have some thoughts on it. Those were, and like I said earlier, 16 new shows opening between January and April, as of now, could be more. I think we counted a few empty Broadway houses, possibly, probably one or two more will be thrown in there. And like I said, at least three shows already announced for the next Tony season, um, starting in May. Usually Tony season goes somewhere around there, May to May, I think. Um, And that's the Broadway scoop for now. Um, Where are we at with pop music for this week? So I want to kind of take back to, since we did this with Broadway, I want to do it with pop music too, because I think that there was a really great defining pop album, pop R&B album that had come out um, right around Christmas time. So it got lost in the mix, I think, for us in terms of what we've been putting out in during Christmas time and then our year end roundup. Mm-hmm. But SZA released her sophomore studio album, SOS, which was a longly waited, anticipated album by many. So this was super exciting when she said that this album was coming out. And once it dropped, everyone kind of flipped out and said it was great and had a really great moment in December and is still having a great moment because it has now spent five weeks at number one mm. on the charts which is ma- amazing because we're seeing these female artists this past year really kind of owning the charts which i love uh, to see mm-hmm. um but she kind of really accomplished more things with that too she's experimented with other different genres on the album with pop and rock and r&b and working with different people so what's interesting right now i find with this album is that she's having Great success as a sophomore album, because not everyone does. She had great success with announcing a tour and uh, going on tour this upcoming spring, but it doing what Taylor Swift did, where like Ticketmaster was like crashed once this happened. And the sales of this um, artist are through the roof. Mm. And it's like, I couldn't even get tickets to this one. But she also... I I feel like everything that her team kind of is doing right now is, like, great because she also did SNL right when the album came out. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, she 
uh, has also had songs go viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So it's like each little thing is just making everyone kind of know who SZA is and kind of making this like this is mm. a household name. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty sure like if you went to someone, you're like, oh, do you know who SZA is? There will be like, oh, yeah, I, I know who SZA is now. Mm. So super interesting. I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts kind of like, oh, on the spotlight right now. Like, what have you been hearing about SZA? And what do you like about all of I this? I mean, she's hitting... Uh, more mainstream than mm-hmm. others. I don't really know much about her. I don't does music doesn't really speak to me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I probably would I would have to just hear more of it. I just keep seeing her name appear more. So I'm thinking, okay, there's definitely a following growing based on what you're saying, mm-hmm. the way she's doing it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm mixed. Okay. Well, I'll stay mixed on that for a little bit, I guess. There she is behind you if you're watching Here's the video. Here's here. <laughs> yeah. But she's good. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm very un... un I, I'm not someone who, like, runs and jumps on something the second someone comes out. I really need someone to, like, live in the industry for a little bit. I'm kind of sick and tired of, like, these people that, like, get so big and then disappear. Like, Iggy Azalea. What happened? She was so big, and then she had scandals, and she quit, and now she's gone, and now she tried to come back. And I'm like, but we were all, like, so into it for a hot second there. So yeah. to me, I'm, like, kind of over, like, everybody running to someone. Like, I'll give SZA a couple of years, and then I'll see what I think about her. Okay, that's fine. That's she's, my thoughts. <laughs> she's been in the industry, though. This is her sure. second album. All these people <laughs> have, but I, I need to see five albums, Okay, fine. I, I think <laughs> Miley Cyrus, who you're about to talk to, has got plenty of track records. Sam Smith, plenty. Of, she's pretty new for me still. I think. Okay, well, that's I'll where I'm at. start playing her first album more, so that you can keep continue okay. listening to it. Like we get so excited when a Beyonce album comes out because she's been around for so long. Love it, great. Yes, SZA, I'm like it's like SZA. We'll see. But there's room for sure. There's new always artists, yeah. always, and I think that her first album is very good. So. Mm-hmm. And this was a highly anticipated album, SOS. And you could even compare it to what we were talking about probably earlier, too, if you want to kind of go you know, to these two worlds, right? Jordan E. Cooper comes out with a play, A No More. It's great. It's good. It's not, I don't think it's the best thing. If he never did anything else again, like, why, why, you know, why are we upset? Let's see a few more plays. Keep writing. You know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm all about track record. I don't know. To me, it's like, don't, you know, Put some things. I'm just put some more things <laughs> out. Fine. People getting really obsessed with one person when one or two things happen. That doesn't sound healthy to me. Well, you have your own obsessions, my friend. Sure, with things that are you have running a track obs- record. Uh, uh, Barbara's track record will. Oh, Barbara's track record is okay. a very long. I would need two podcast episodes to talk about that track record. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, I did want to connect the two dots here. Sure. We're talking about Ain't No More. We're talking about Ohio State Murders. We're talking about Almost Famous. We're talking about SZA. Four things that we really consumed at the end of last year, which is great. And I think it's perfectly yeah. fine to start our new format podcast this year. Yeah, way. we're wrapping up uh, into a new year. But I think there's a key word here, and that's marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I think that these are four things that were marketed during a very tough time at the end of the year because you have to deal with the holidays Mm -hmm. and who succeeds and who kind of took the back road here and i'm not putting all of these broadway shows just in the back road here but there's a line here around marketing and how were these three shows marketing to the general public versus someone like a pop artist who is marketing their career Mm -hmm. to a new group of people Mm -hmm. You know, so you've now heard a lot about SZA and you're not really in the pop 
stream, mainstream right. area, but you know about her. Mm-hmm. So how are shows like Almost Famous, Ohio State Murders, and Ain't No Mo, uh, marketing to the public? How are they making it in this industry that is at times saturated the Broadway industry because people love what they love and they're going to continue to see what they want to see and they're not going to take a risk on maybe some of these newer shows. And there's three very different things here. You have the youngest playwright, you have the powerhouse Audra, and you have the movie musical adaptation, right? So Mm -hmm. those should be marketable in themselves. And how are they marketing it? Well, it's clear, though, if you look at the Broadway numbers of end of December into early January when the holidays wrapped up, that the things that succeeded were the safeties. So Funny Girl Leah Michelle succeeds because it's her name. And Hugh Jackman in Music Man succeeds because it's his name. And The Lion King itself is a name. And so that pulls in the most money ever of a show in that last week of the holidays, over $3 million, I think, or maybe close to $4 million. It was a lot of money for one week for The Lion King. That doesn't need a star. That is its own star. Mm -hmm. So clearly people went safe. Over the holidays, people came to the city for the first time in two or three years for the holidays to see the Wicked's and the Chicago's and the Music Man's and the Safe. And Audra's a name, but that didn't sell. So, so does it come down to the marketing? Oh, sure. I think a lot of it does because because one poster may not be enough. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There, every show that performed on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade did wildly successful in ticket sales. That is a commercial in and of itself. Right. So plays struggle right then and there because they're not yeah, sure. they're never performing at the Thanksgiving right. Day Parade. Right. But then you're also looking at things like the poster. So Leah Michelle's face in a gown on a poster, right. right? The Music Man iconic logo with Hugh Jackman's name above title, that works. It's just very simple. You walk by the Winter Garden Theater, Hugh Jackman, the Music Man, that's all they need. They didn't yeah. need imagery even of him. So yes, I don't. When I see an Omo and I see an airplane flying into the sky, and it looks like there is a flag on it, and I'm trying to figure it, but I don't know anything else about. Maybe that was. Maybe they needed TikTok video marketing. Maybe they needed a TV commercial. Maybe they needed interviews with the cast. Maybe they needed some more production photos. We only kept seeing like one or two. The one behind me of Jordan E. Cooper of a flight attendant. You know what? We need to see more to the general public. I think. Right, which is something that you and I have talked about before, especially with Ain't No More. It's a conversation we said, like, this is a new show. You and I know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Broadway community knows nothing about it. And maybe would one thing could have been for them to kind of put these little vignettes in a different style on social media for people to be like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, that's really telling or poignant right now for us to all be talking about and consuming. And I just think we relied on a poster to sell a show that no one knows anything about, Mm. you know? And the same thing with Ohio State Murders. Are we relying on Audra McDonald to sell this show? I think, yeah, a Broadway community is going to go see that, but maybe my mom and dad are going to say, oh, let's still go see the musical, not Mm. the play. And I knew nothing about Ohio State Murders. Even when I left, I kind of knew nothing about it from Mm. the title, Mm. you know, because it just didn't fully fit what, you know, someone who is the average person might go and see. There's also this question that comes up, too, is just to get a show opened on Broadway, is that enough? Right. Regardless of if it ran two days or 35 years, like The Phantom and the Opera. You know, I, I look at something and I say... 
I think Michael R. Jackson was interviewed recently and said, what are your thoughts on Strange Loop closing so soon and all that without even getting a full year on Broadway? And he's like, I got, I think he said something like, I got here. Yeah. This was a big enough, this is such a big, big, big accomplishment in of itself. So I, I'm, I always think like, oh, when people look back, like Merrily Roll Along, such a flop on Broadway, but it's constantly getting off-Broadway revivals. Now it's coming back to Broadway and a Broadway revival next year and a movie and, and, and all the, but it's like, did, did the seven days or whatever that it ran on Broadway, that was a flop? I mean, the fact that it got there was a big deal, I think. I don't know. I, I think we need to start looking at the industry a little bit more of, well, you got there. You and know? you did something. And you did it. It's the same thing in the music industry, though. You release an album, and it's immediately considered a hit or a flop, but you've released an you've album. You've done it, and good for you. And how much work and time and money did that take, you know? Right. So, so sure. I just think, like, yeah, marketing is a huge point here. Mm-hmm. And being proud of your work is also a big point. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going to be the longest-running show, and not every album is going to be a number-one hit album every single time. You yeah, know? yeah. Yep. So moving through here, a couple, uh, like I said, we're doing our podcast a little differently now. We're going into 2023. You're basically going to get weekly episodes that are talking about pop and theater as a hybrid, giving you pop news and theater news and the shows we're seeing in the musical listening to in the same week. So you're going to basically want to listen every Friday because we're always going to have new things to talk about. Um, coming up, though, we have some cool, um, just a couple really quick Broadway tidbits here. Jinx Monsoon is starting this week in Chicago on Broadway. We're going to see her play Mama Morton in a couple of weeks. Um, haven't been to Chicago in 10 years or so, I guess that was. So Can't this will be really great to go see her, and we'll have some updates on that in the coming up episode, podcast episode. And she's a cool mom. She's a cool mom. Mama Morton. <laughs> Mama Morton. She's kind of the first drag star to star in that role um, on Chicago on Broadway. Um, Here Lies Love, the Imelda Marcos musical, is coming to the Broadway Theater in next Tony season of this upcoming summer, where the Broadway Theater will be transformed into a dance club space like it was off-Broadway when it was in a dance club environment. To take a proscenium-style stage and do that, kind of like they did Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet, not a dance club, but a more immersive experience mm-hmm. in a proscenium, I think is very cool. I think this I is going to be a great opportunity. Yeah, and it's a huge theater, and that theater's been closed for a long time. So it'll be great to see this big show there. And I haven't, They haven't announced anything else yet about it, but I'm looking forward to seeing that this summer. I wonder if... That's why it's been closed. Do you think they've been kind of renovating that? Maybe. I mean, it takes a lot to... Are they moving seats? Are they... You know, whenever you transform a space that's not intended for that original space, you know, of course, it comes down to fire codes and safety issues and how do people sit and stand and get around a thousand people a night in there two times a day. Sometimes you got to figure that out. So I'm sure it's taking a lot of logistics, but very and, cool. And Mr. Immersive Man, yeah. Alex Timbers, is doing that. Yeah, so we're really good at that. So we'll see how we go with I'm that. I'm super... Yes. Excited for that one. And then last little uh, bit of news here. Maude Apatow will be starring as um, Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors Off-Broadway. We love her from Euphoria. Um, we saw Little Shop <laughs> with the original revival cast a couple years back, pre-pandemic. We'll probably be returning to see this because we're a big Maude fan. And Matt Doyle's staying in it too, and we were a big fan of his as well. And I did want to see Matt Doyle in this, yeah. so it's kind of like the two of them. Oh. Can you tell them when you first told me this what I was like? Oh yes, he. I said, um, "You won't believe this." <laughs> Maude Apatow from uh, Euphoria is going to start, and he literally screamed, uh, which he doesn't do very often. So yes, he's very excited about that. And I, I think, think I'm screaming only... more because I'm so excited. Because one, the best, one of the best episodes of Euphoria literally was the musical. Was the musical? Yeah. yeah. So to see great. her actually perform in a musical is going to be amazing. But like the chance that I potentially have to meet her, maybe I will fangirl yes. over this. And she's only in it for a few weeks, or I want to say March, maybe or February, March, a couple months or something like that. So we'll have to go check. Good that thing out. my birthday is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and that's the Broadway news for now. Well, like I said, along with talking about the shows that we're seeing, we'll have some news updates every week as well. As we wrap up here, pop updates and news for the week. Yes. So normally I will be doing my pop music drop of the week here where I will be talking about the pop songs that came out. But since this is kind of like our recap um, of some things that were left over from 2022 to now, I'm starting with three albums that are anticipated coming out this year mm-hmm. and super excited for because they all just released a new promotional single on this past Friday. So we have first Ava Max released One of Us, which her album is finally coming out on January 27th, which I am so excited for because one, Ava Max is under a new team. So I really can't wait to see what this team does with her yeah, career. I also feel like she's already getting a ton of buzz with it. You know, the look, the sound, it's just great. A lot of it's actually kind of sounding a little like Dua Lipa. Oh, yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, so I would love to see what this sure. does for her. Because sure. uh, some people have heard the leaked album. I refuse to listen to a leak because I would like to consume something the way it should be consumed. Um, but they are saying she has not even touched yet the best songs on the album. Okay. So interesting. You excited well, for that? I'm one? very excited for that. I do like her a lot. Yes. So we'll see. And hopefully there's a tour coming up soon. Oh, I would love I that. I would think that would be nice. So. I would love that. Um, Sam Smith is coming out with Gloria is the name of the album and just released another promotional song, Give Me, um, featuring Coffee and Jesse Reyes um, on Friday, which was fun. It's a fun little yeah, poppy it's okay. song. It might grow on me a little bit. I gotta yeah. listen to it a few more times. You know, they say, gimme, 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 gimme 15 times yeah. before they get to the chorus. But uh, I think <laughs> sure. that's kind of a catchy moment, yeah. you know, yeah. for that song. And after Unholy, which we all know that Unholy has had so much success yeah, with Kim Tetris, yep. um, I can't wait to see what this album brings because it's totally. bringing a lot of LGBT themes it's bringing pop it's bringing dance and hopefully not a ton of ballads because yeah. we get a lot of that from sam smith yes we do um that that album is also coming out january 27th so competing with ava max Ooh. wow cool a lot to talk about that week ava max, there you go sam smith <laughs> and lastly we're gonna go to my girl miley cyrus miley cyrus released flowers yeah I, can, I, I like it it's i really like it yeah, there's a lot of yeah. story behind that, oh. which we'll get to shortly. Um, but her album's coming out March 10th, which is super interesting, and we have some time before that. But this Flowers, they're already saying, is taking over the charts. It's number one, like, everywhere. We'll see what really happens when the charts come out. But this song was fun and juicy, and there was a lot of story behind it because after her and Liam got divorced... They went. She went back and wrote this song. And in the music video, she's doing some interesting things. She's wearing his suit that they were wearing on the red carpet when he was kind of rude to her. Okay. And she features and samples some of Bruno Mars's um, song that he had dedicated to her, which was like a breakup song, mm. which was super interesting. And then she recorded this music video, supposedly at the house that he cheated on her. Wow. With. So there's a lot of um, fun little stories there on Miley Cyrus. For sure. But wow. you know me. I love giving the it to all. Gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Pop gossip. That's great. That's great. So, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Good go. updates. I'm excited yeah. for 2023. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a lot of pop music coming out and a lot of Broadway. So, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely, for sure. Oh, my oh. gosh. We're just about out of time here wrapping up as our half hour first episode of 2023. So, 
listen to us, everyone. We're going to be here every Friday. You're going to get a new episode. Like I said, we're not going to be stuck. You'll see the things we're talking about in the title when we release the episode. But come listen to us every Friday on your drives home from work. Drive home from work. You're uh, driving to the grocery store on the weekend. Whatever you're doing, get the latest update on Broadway and pop right here. Like we said, weekly, every Friday, we'll talk about the shows we're seeing, the pop music that's just coming out, and all those wonderful things. And we're going to keep bringing it to you every week. We're really, really excited about that. Totally. So, yes. thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe to our podcast on spotify and apple music and leave us a review if you love what you heard today Mm -hmm. we also want you to join in our conversations and engage with us head over to instagram and tiktok at half hour podcast and comment on the latest posts about the podcast episode we would love to know your thoughts on all things theater and pop music and also tell us what we should talk about because we would love that so until next time I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. Signing off for now. Saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.